Hello and welcome to According to John. Today's topic or question is, and, and this one, this question just came from my reading, not from anybody asking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question is, what does a spiritual famine look like? Yeah. It's kind of brought up in the Bible, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's the, the, the book itself is almost dedicated to the spiritual famine. Just read it three three days ago. It's yeah. an un- unlikely guy to uh, kind of get into a culture's face, and they don't like it. Hmm. But he hit the nail on the head. Kind of reminds us of today. <laughs> hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And if you haven't been on Pastor Duke's podcast, just go on to any podcast platform, put in Pastor Duke. It'll come right up and you will love it. He focuses mainly on prophecy, but you'll also get uh, some really good biblical lessons uh, as well and some personal stories. And so it's very entertaining and informative. Make sure that you get over to that. And all my podcasts are your fault, John. <laughs> well, I almost two years ago, you you uh, asked me to be on your podcast as, yeah. a, as a sidekick, a, a commentator. And uh, so uh, I did. And uh, I, I asked you, what's a podcast? I, Remember uh, that? Dude, I think next I think next month is two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny asked me, it went well. It went really well. I found out what a podcast is. Look, you're not getting flowers, man. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll be a little disappointed, but uh, uh, so then we did two or three and you want to do another one. Yeah. And then after, after about the fourth or fifth one, you proposed to me. I did. (laughs) I did. I was like, will you join me forever (laughs) in being one on my podcast? (laughs) But then, then he got in my face and said, you need to do a podcast. I'm like, that's too much work. And I tried to lame out like, I don't have the technical ability, which is very true. Oh yeah. It ain't no lie. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't accept my excuses, no. my blame shifting, and he just set me up and made me do it. And uh, dude, it's, you're it's doing wonderful. Yeah, well, and he God's edits good. it for me, and he gives me the ideas of what to speak on. Sometimes. He's all dry, <laughs> can't think. Calls me up, and I'm dry. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he talks to me. He complains about being dry. I don't know what to think, what to do. And then he gives me ten new podcasts for me. And on, right. meanwhile, he, I use up all his creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and go. Uh, yeah, he actually did that. I can't. No, it was funny. But uh, seriously, go on there. You're going to love it. Uh, today, what does a spiritual famine look like? And guys, I think I think that we are moving into a real, not not I think, we're definitely moving into a real spiritual famine that's, that's coming upon us. And we're going to see that it happened in the book of Amos. And so if you've never read the book of Amos, this will really help you in understanding that book, give you direction. So then when you go in and read it, you'll have a wonderful understanding and, a, and an excellent base to begin with. And I think the book will come alive to you and you'll be able to uh, see it because Amos is a book of prophecy, and you'll be able to see where it applies in today's world. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you, Father. Thank you for this day, this time together. Father, thank you for this podcast and uh, just allowing it to grow and for people to learn and to use it to learn. Father, thank you for using Duke and myself as we continue to grow and grow our, our audience. 
Lord, may your hand be upon this. May you be honored and glorified. Lord, give us the words to speak. Father, give us the right temperament to speak in. And Father, give those who are hearing the ears to hear. Father, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Johnny, before you jump in here, just what does spiritual famine look like? I think if you go on any local uh, college campus and see the co-ed dorms and the filth and the things that are going on in, in places like that, and then you go to the humanities classes and they don't even know where to go potty, and um, spiritually, there's just, it's just darkness. And uh, you see, I, I went to my... Dude, it, it, is, it is literally heartbreaking. I went to my granddaughter's high school graduation. She graduated with honors. She's never broke her parents' trust. She's heading off to Bible college next month. Just a, a, a godly, beautiful young gal. And I sat through a two-hour session. I heard the speeches. It was godless. There was no right. reference to God anywhere it was completely secular almost sounds like the typical church today <laughs> they had the lgbtq uh, award to the student who was most true to their own values and then uh, there were i i saw three boys that were dressed up in the girls white unit white uh, gowns i saw a couple uh, I'm gals, biting my tongue i'm biting my gals. tongue i'm biting <laughs> I'm my tongue <laughs> i'm setting johnny up here and, uh, and I saw a couple guys, and the girls, and the girls, like the guys. And it's funny, the ones that were like that, they had the red, I mean, the, the blatant reddish, flagrant, red metal flake hair and spikes and nose rings and, and everything. What does a, a spiritual famine look like? And I think it's so sad. Uh, you look at the sitcoms today and the humor, it's not even funny. It's just uh, a society minus God. So anyway, thanks for letting me jump in there on the front end of this. We'll get happy somewhere along the yeah, line. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Oh, Duke, I'm telling you, man, It yes, it does make me angry, but it actually, it really crushes my spirit, man, because... Yeah. <clears throat> What we are creating and building and growing and encouraging is a society that will not know God. And when we get, I mean, a generation that will not know God, which ultimately leads to a godless society. Yeah, and we're here. We're, we are. We are here. And, you know, I was. it's kind of like with workers as well or whatever. I was talking to someone the other day, and they can't get, this generation today to work. And so what you see is you see everybody working as a, for the most, I mean, there's some, obviously you don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone, but what you're seeing as a whole is a society that's hiring 45 and up people because the they millennial, show they show up yeah. and the, this, this new, this generation to, or the millennials, they don't show up. My daughter is a worker, man. I mean, I'm telling you, she is a worker. Both of them are. And she's struggling to find a job because they she she's a millennial. So she fits in that generation. And she is nothing, nothing like your normal uh, millennial. It's because she's not uh, starving spiritually. She's not. She's, she's like a normal yeah. biblical... Uh, young lady and dude she she works man she is a hard worker and she's dedicated and she does a great job and i'm so proud of her 
And yet she's finding it difficult to get a job because her generation has absolutely. They don't want to take a risk on one in that category. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's, it's sad. At any rate, what does a spiritual famine look like? And we typically understand a famine as a lack of food or water, but Amos speaks of a famine of the hearing of the word of God. Which will probably lead to other bad stuff like physical famine. Absolutely. Uh, well, we see it, right? Amos 8.1 says this, behold, behold. Now the word behold means, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah. get a hold of this. Right. Let Don't me get let your attention. Get yeah. What are you doing? Wake up, wake your neighbor up. That's behold. Uh, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. That is going to be an incredibly dark, scary time. It's going to be a time of immorality. It's going to be a time of uh, violence. It's going to be a time of uh, crime and corruption. Corruption over the top. You know, uh, what I find very intriguing about Amos is that he had no formal theological training. He was simply a farmer, and he uh, raised livestock and sycamore figs. We see it in Amos 7.14. And the reason I point this out, you'll see here in a moment. Then Amos answered and said to uh, Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder and a tender of sycamore fruit. The Lord took me as I followed the flock and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. And Amos said, okay, <laughs> whatever you want, Lord, I'm yours. I was a pothead, you know, <laughs> just growing marijuana all over Ashland, Richland, and Knox County in Ohio. had some backup fields. But, you know, when God shows up and, and uh, opens your eyes to see, puts a yeah. fire in your heart, mm -hmm. everything changes for you, for me, for Amos. Yeah. Um, I think some of the, uh, in Hebrew is Amos, Amos, Amos or Amos is how they pronounce it. It's Amos to us. It's Amos. Yeah. yeah. Amos yeah. and Andy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Habakkuk is not Habakkuk. <laughs> Leave me alone, Sean. Why do I love this guy so much? Uh, dictionary terminology, Habakkuk. It's Habakkuk for those who are listening. But this is consistent <laughs> how God works. He right. doesn't call the righteous but sinners mm -hmm. to repentance because there right. really are no righteous. Yeah. He doesn't choose the the wise and popular of this world. He just goes down to up down to the Galilee, finds some fishermen, and they were ignorant and unlearned men too. Right. And uh, the religious elite, the academia of their day, took note when they were persecuting the early church. They took note that these men had been with God. Yes. And they were unlearned, and yet, you know, how did Peter learn to read? Right. Did Jesus teach him to read? Just what's well, that reading class tonight, or did, did he supernaturally have a gift to read afterwards? Because the evidence was kind of like, these guys, they have no They weren't educated. No, they weren't yeah. educated yeah. at all, but boy, were they right. filled with God's Well, spirit. and even in the book of Acts, when you see uh, them preaching, and Peter preaching, and they said, how is it that this Galilean speaks in my language? We hear them in our language and what it is. Well, it's supernatural, man. God does what God does. And Amos, who resided in Judah, which is southern, mm -hmm. 
calls. It was a part of the nation that was most spiritual. Right. It was completely wasted. Yeah, the northern kingdom was... was, um, Not one good king. mm. Baal worship. And yet God didn't give up on him. Right. He just hung in and hung in. And Amos was one that he was going to send up there to try to... Give him another chance. Yeah, and so what he did, what God did was he took a man in bib overalls mm-hmm. and said, go north and preach the gospel. And Amos said, okay. okay. <laughs> and he went, yeah. right? Because God, is, again, is going, listen, I'm giving you a warning. You know, and that's what I love about the Lord. He doesn't just, you know, man just pulls the plug and goes, they deserve it. Yeah. But God's going, hey, here's your final warning, and then he meant it, right? But at least he gives you a warning. He tells you what's up in detail, clarity. I'm going to spank you really, really, really hard if you don't listen. Okay, here's your spanking. God sends a man with a beautiful spirit uh, up there to just give him truth. And if they're going to adopt truth, they'll be set free. If they're going to reject truth, they're going to pay the price. Yeah, and what we find which is often the case among rebellious people that Amos's call for national repentance was met with hostility. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's Have we ever of, seen that Duke just <laughs> recently with the Roe v. Wade going down, being sent back to the States. I don't think it's probably stopped too many abortions yet, but just being sent back to the States, right. you see the language of the, uh, baby killer uh, and the lies. We've been stripped of our rights. No, it was given to the state, and each state gets to determine what happens in the state, whether the government is going to pay for it or not pay for it. That was the law. So, in other words, uh, this Roe v. Wade was not met with warmth and appreciation and uh, and a repentance. No, and as a matter of fact, it was... White men, like, like, why, why? Did, Thomas ain't white. I was gonna say, did not, did not realize Thomas is a black man on the on the as a judge. One, He's, He's a, a good one. I love. Yeah. White men Thomas. don't have the right to tell women what to do with their bodies. Well, it wasn't white men. It was white men, black men, and white women and black women. Mm-hmm. It was both, all four however you want to look at it, white and black of both genders, because there's only two genders contrary to the world's belief that said, no, we're, you know what, this is what we're going to uphold. And yet what is pushed in our face? White men, white men, white men, white men telling women that they have no right over their medical choices. Well, that is not what was said. But because there's a famine of the word of God yes. in the land. Oh, now we don't dude. even know uh, the two sexes anymore. Now there's 71, 72. 73. 73. I, yeah. I missed that last three. couple. But, but then again, I have not kept up in the last couple of months. So it might We might be up to 93 by now. Because one thing I realize about... Um, one thing I realize about evil people... They are incredibly creative. <laughs> you know, I I took this to heart as a, as a spiritual leader. I as like I, I hear about these 71 or 73, and I thought, you know what? I need to study this out. So I did, and I went on, and I and I listened to, I, I read did. the definition of each one of these, and there's only two of them that I understood. Mm-hmm. And the other ones are like, well, what's the difference between this one and this the, one? And that's the, that's the whole point. There's no difference. It's and, all repetitive. And I thought, holy cow. I So what I find interesting is you have bisexual, and then you have 
is it asexual or asexual or something like that? Well, bisexual says that you like a man or a woman. The asexual or asexual or pansexual, I think it's pansexual, right? Says that uh, you have no preference, you'll sleep with anything. Well, it's still a man or a woman. Because you guys, that's all you have. Professing themselves uh, to be wise, they became fools. Stupid. I mean, fools. But it's just another illustration. You don't have to look very far to no. find illustrations of a society that is void of the word, a famine of the word of God. And we are paying yeah. the price. Yeah. Amos 7.12 says this. Then uh, Amaziah said to Amos, Go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. There eat bread and there prophesy. And otherwise, in other words, get out of my land. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Oh, those people down in Judah, they're self-righteous. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like today, the Christians, they're self-righteous while the rest of the world knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so amazing to me, even though this was uh, uh, 2,500 years ago, it's the same. It doesn't change. It's almost funny, as if it wasn't so sad. It'd be it's, funny. Yeah, chapter 8 speaks of the condition of the people that brings spiritual famine. And I'm going to read Amos 8, 1 through 3. Thus the Lord God showed me, behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, the end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. The songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere shall be thrown out in silence. And it goes on. God's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with them. And just as the harvest marks the end of the season, the basket of summer fruit signifies the coming judgment in which the rebellious people reap the bitter harvest that they have shown, uh, sown. And God's like, I'm done. They'll they never just, hear from me again. They just don't get it. You know, uh, I, I'm trying to make application to, to our, our place. You know, I live in America. I'm a millennial. No, I'm not a millennial. Yeah, you're, you're too good. I forgot what we are now. We're, uh, you're, you're baby boomer, baby aren't you? Baby boomer, yeah, I'm a boomer. <laughs> Hippies. It's just, man, you, I didn't finish that coffee this morning. I should have. I still got two ounces over that. And, really and the, the drug, you know, every now and then they say that you have a you have a mental relapse from the drugs you used to do. I think I just had one. <laughs> you had but one. you think about our our... Our land, that's where we live, a famine of the word of God. There's, there's three, actually there's four dates that stand out to me. 1929, Scopes trial. Mm. We threw the Bible out of science class right. in our public school. Start teaching our great, great, great granddaddies were monkeys. 1962, we kicked the Bible completely out in prayer. Mm-hmm. Completely out of school. Out of our because schools. of one woman that wouldn't shut up. Madeline Murray O'Hare. And her son became a godly, fruitful, soul-winning evangelist, which, which is, is way so cool. That's right. Way cool. Yeah. Uh, 1962. You know, that ticked her off. It did. <laughs> she died a violent death. I know uh, she did. And it was that her murder was never solved because I, well, I don't yeah. want to go into yeah, there. Don't go in I'm trying to stay, yeah. on, stay on topic here. 1973, Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. 70, 63 million babies are dead 
and we've repented as at the highest level of our court on that one just a, a couple weeks ago. And in 2015, uh, the former Supreme Court uh, ruled uh, same-sex marriage as uh, foundational to our land. Right. And so you see a society that takes God's word of morality and just throws it out. Well, when you do that, then you no longer have Holy Spirit restraint for a society, and everything that is evil now has nothing to constrain it. Right. When you let when you uh, let the bad guys, the criminals, out of jail, what do they do back in society? The same thing. Yeah, they just doing. repeat history. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lepers don't change their spots. And so yeah. we just have a society that has mocked God. Uh, it isn't just that they, they don't listen. They mock God. Well, t- tell me if this looks like America. I'm just curious here. In Amos chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, what we're going to see here is they were caught up by economic prosperity, and they were fueled by greed, and then dishonest merchants added to their treasures, right? making merchandise of the poor dude you do we not see the poor people getting rich off of the poor right now and not not over their back but over selling them out in the media for example up uh, now nah, any rate we just see it look here in verse four hear this you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail saying when will the new moon be passed that we may sell grain and the sabbath that we may trade wheat making the ephah small and the shekel large falsifying the scales by deceit that we may buy the poor for silver and it goes on and Dude, do we, do we see that today? Yeah, God has been replaced by greed. Absolutely. And, and the greedy people that we see uh, all the way to the, to the top uh, resident is using the poor. For I'll give you a beautiful example. <clears throat> when Obama was in office, because truth be told, and you go back and do the research, Obama, uh, the Obamas, we'll put it to you that way, the Obamas, took this country back 50 years racially. and uh, racially they did. Oh my goodness. It was horrible. Right. Sure did. And then what did they do to get everybody on board? As far as the blacks, they started giving them Obama phones. They started buying them right to do what to use them for their gain. And that's what the Democrats have done through all throughout history is they've used the blacks, they have used the poor, they have used whatever person they could use to gain control of this country to destroy. And so many wonderful black conservatives have risen up in the past few years and they get so persecuted by the liberal establishment. Oh yeah, they're called Uncle Toms and they're called, they're all kinds of names, right? And they're they're called racist. I'm like, how are you all, how are you, but what do they do is the same thing that's happened here that Amos is talking about in the Northern Kingdom is exactly what we see happening in America. And that's my point. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about color. I'm not trying, I'm giving you examples of what we see, what we have witnessed, and it's exactly what they were doing. And uh, back then in the Northern Kingdom is exactly what they're doing today in America. It's no different. It's, It's the same thing. There was a famine of the word of God, people, first of all, didn't listen. 
and they start paying a price. And then number two, they begin to attack mm -hmm. those that speak truth. And I see Candace Owens speaking such. I love truth. her. Golly, and, uh, she's so awesome. Uh, there's so many that are rising yes. up. Uh, with a, a voice for their people to yeah. be free to get off the plantation mm -hmm. and quit being blinded by the lies, mm -hmm. and they give them just enough to keep the keep them in the hood. Are, okay, are you ready? Just enough. That's why welfare was created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, even the, the um, who was the president Johnson? Then? Johnson, thank you. And he said this. He said, if we take the blacks and we give them just enough to draw them in, but not too much to make them anything, we can win every every vote. Or we can we can win every uh, election because we'll get their vote. To our audience, Johnny's quoting President Johnson. I know. That's a direct quote. It's a direct quote. So. And, and check out what the scriptures say here. In Amos 8, 6, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. And control them by giving them the iPhone instead of the yeah, Giving them things that are so minute to gain, the, to, to buy the, per, to own the person. And the same thing is happening on the southern border. Bring in millions of people, let them vote illegally, yep. and keep us in power. Give them welfare so they'll vote for the people who are giving them yeah, everything. It's, it's a simple plan. And, and this... Dude, we're going back. <laughs> he said twenty five hundred years ago. Solomon said nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Nothing, and the only thing that Johnny, changes names, places, and faces, and sometimes the weather. Johnny, we're completing one another's sentences now. That ought to scare you. Well, that's what married people do. <laughs> <laughs> podcast married, only podcast. Married. Yeah, po that's what podcast married people do. Okay. <laughs> if they listen to from the beginning, they'll get that. Yeah. If they miss the beginning, it would look really bad. Yeah, you need to go back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I am married to my wife Sherry. He is yes. married. She's a girl. She's a very beautiful girl, actually. You want yes. Johnny? Yeah, you married up. Way up. Oh my goodness, it's so funny. Listen. <clears throat> The first thing that we got to notice, though, even back then and today, that none of this escapes God's attention. Oh, say that again. None of this escapes God's attention. He witnessed their deeds, and he knew the hardness of their hearts. And he's trying to fix their problem. That's why he sent Amos. Yeah, yeah. He's trying but to they, fix it. He's not condemning them. Yeah. They've condemned themselves. But he's they don't want to listen. He's trying to uncondemn them. Yeah, they don't want to listen. That's what we're doing. Every time we do a podcast, we right. speak out against evil. We're not trying mm -hmm. to hurt people. We're trying to get them free. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to pay uh, a price that they wish they had listened to they, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's and the thing. with their heart. Are you ready for this? The unrepentant who refuse God's mercy must face his wrath. Say, Amos please, 8, 7. Say that one more time, John. Here's Amos 8, 7. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their works. The unrepentant that rejects God's mercy will face his wrath without question. And we know it's without question because God is a God that cannot lie. And so, therefore, he has to fulfill his promises or his word. One of the neat things about the Bible that really locked me in, you know, I had a Bible on our shelf at home all those years. I never realized it's the word of God. And when the girl, Jeannie, who took me to church said, well, the Bible is the word of God. 
it I, it kind of arrested me. Right. And I'm like, he came down and typed it up for you? What? I didn't get it. But now when I read these prophecies of, of Amos, and nobody was listening to him, but like you said, they wished they had. All these prophecies and the warnings unheeded, those judgments came. That northern kingdom soon fell to yep. Assyria, and it was horrific. And yep. God said, if you if you want me to take my hands off of you, I will. If you ban my word from your skulls, okay, but you're going to pay a price that you don't, I don't want you to have to pay that price. Yeah, and it's going to be a heavy price. Uh, when, he's, when, when God says this in verse 7, that the Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their works. Verse 8 goes on, and because where we're really going to feel or those who are going to feel God's wrath is during the tribulation. And that's where he's going to pour it all out on the people who created this. And so this is what we're going to see happening. And I think in America or I think around the world, we're going to see it happening very relatively soon. This is the time of warning for Amos Mm -hmm. as the warner uh, to a nation that's not listening. Now we are in that day. God's voice of warning is coming there's some people lifting up their their voice. John MacArthur's lifting mm-hmm. up his. There's voice. several. There's quite yeah. a few. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a friend named John Westfall. He's got this crazy according <laughs> to John thing. He's lifting up his voice. You know, <laughs> and he's wearing off on me. I'm getting pretty. I'm getting. You pretty are tough getting too. more bold, man. I'm I love as, it. I'm almost as tough as woodpecker lips. I now. love <laughs> it, man. Right? You know what I find interesting though that they accused Amos of being you seer. S-E-E-R, you seer. In other words, you truth teller. Mm. You, the one who sees what's happening. Because remember, he was... Want truth. Yeah. Get out of town, man. We're, they knew he... Like was, it the way it is. Well, they knew he came as a prophet. Yeah. And that's why they called him a seer. They knew they he was a prophet of God. You seer, get out of our country. We don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. So now... That's what Andrew Cuomo said about people like you and I. Mm-hmm. There's no room, room in, in New, New York, York for us. No room in New York for, for Christians. Uh, verse 7, when he says, surely I will never forget any of their works. Verse 8, now listen, this, listen, guys, this is for you who don't believe. Shall the land not tremble for this, and everyone mourn who dwells in it, and of all it, and of it shall swell like the river, um, heave and subside like the river of Egypt? And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon and I will darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feast into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. and, And guys, we're getting to the part that I really like. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. Is that your life first, the baldness thing? Looky, looky, look. Uh, all y'all, all y'all, as the Southern would say, all y'all going to look like me. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is my, funny. My wife would smack you for that, John. <laughs> and I would probably say amen. <laughs> Listen to this. And baldness on every head. That means ladies as well. I'm just going to let you wallow in that. I'm I'm going to just, I'm just going to just lay off of that. Judgment's coming. I'll go that far. That's as far as I go. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Let me read. And baldness on, on every head. And then he goes on. And baldness on every head. Make sure you get he that one. He did say that. He did say it. He did. And he says, and I will make it like mourning for an only son and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. And uh, they're coming. They came with the Assyrian destruction of Israel, the northern kingdom. And they're coming unto us, not from without, Mm-mm. but from within. Yeah, we're doing it the to ourselves. Enemy from within, yeah. the, the communist, yeah. globalist controlling things. Now, there's, I'm appreciate. I bet you there's back. some guys out there that are still laughing at their buddy that has hair and he doesn't. And he's like, you're going to be bald. <laughs> well, unless he's a believer, then he Well, that really there. struck your chord, didn't it, man? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I got a few hairs still hanging uh, out there. Most of them turned, didn't turn gray. They turned loose. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have pastor brothers used to say, uh, Joe brothers out of Florida. Uh, he was my mentor, uh, when I got saved and he, so one day I told him, I was like, dude, you're, your hair is really gray. He goes, well, I'd rather have old hair than no hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But, oh, you know, my we're living in that time. Thank God the warnings are still coming. Right. And there are people listening. Right. I, it seems like every time we talk, uh, after, you know, Monday or Tuesday, we, we speak every, every week and you tell me who got saved Sunday, who got mm-hmm. saved. And I'm have a lot of pastor friends and they check in and so, so got saved today. And so, right. and so, there so are that's still happening. Still listening. Yeah. It's still happening, you know, but, but the, what we're talking about here is the day of the Lord that we're talking about. Yeah. The tribulation the after this is the big one, after the rain, uh, after, uh, the rapture, then we have, and then the tribulation begins. That's when all this is going to happen. And this all occurs right before the millennial reign of Christ. And as sure as this happened to Israel, the Northern, uh, tribes fallen to Assyrian captivity. It happened to the Judah in the South to Babylonian captivity. They didn't learn from it. Right. They should have, could have, mm-hmm. didn't, and paid. Mm-hmm. And now, what we're what's upon us is global. Yeah, it's not just America. It's, it's global. global, and that's how you know it's biblical yeah. because it's global. And if you were to go into Amos and read eight through fourteen, which I read some of it about the, the sun going down and your feast turning into morning, and you're going to be bald, and um, <laughs> that right, that, you know, it's it's like, four times you met. I know. <laughs> Four times. And then he goes on in verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And and literally, he's like, that's going to be horrific, the fact that God is gone. He's gone, and therefore there is nothing to restrain the evil. Yeah. Well, that's what the prophecy in Second Thessalonians two right. is all about. He who now letteth will let it let until he is taken out of the way. That that word letteth is the word restrains. It's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit right. who works through the Word of God, who lives in believers, who is restraining. He's convicting the world, sin of righteousness and judgment. He's restraining. He's holding back uh, the full onslaught of evil. He's allowing Satan to tighten his grip, and then there'll be a time when God said, "Okay." I'm out of here. He raptures right. his church. There'll be no more resistance and all hell will right. break through the well, planet Earth. Here's what's interesting. People think, 
oh, well, we don't need God. Good. God's out of the way. We're sick of God anyway. All he does is put brakes on us. And those Christians, all they do is judge us and condemn us. But what I find really interesting in this passage is in verse 12. They shall wander from sea to sea, from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord. But it shall not. They won't find it. That's right. It won't be found. They will not find it. Verse 13 says, In that day the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Beersheba lives, they shall fall and never rise again. Scripture that comes to my mind is, The Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with With man. God is striving now. Mm -hmm. He's knocking on people's heart's door. He's calling them to repentance. He's giving them a second chance. He's allowing Satan to tighten his grip where people say, something's going on here, and they're turning to the Lord. Mm -hmm. We interviewed Ernie, young man, Mm -hmm. on a podcast uh, uh, many months ago, and he's seeing what's going on in the world. And it's troubling him. He's a millennial, and uh, he, he's brilliant, and he's right. he's humble. And he's, he's awake. He's not woke. Yes. He, oh, mm-hmm. amen. And so he's connecting the dots now. Mm-hmm. He's realizing that the scriptures laid all this out ahead of time, mm-hmm. and he's embracing spiritual truth. And I love his, his wordage. He, he said, I know that the spiritual side of things is the most important for me now to develop. I thought, wow, that is so cool. That is the spirit of the Lord yep. continuing to strive to reach out to to people, but there's coming a time when it will be too late. It'll be gone. Um, guys, there'll be no hope in these days, right? Those who rejected truth will no longer be able to find truth. It won't be there. And I know people are like, Oh God will always, no, God will not always strive with man. He said he won't. The day is coming when it's just too late. And this will be that day. And so those who despise God's word will have God's word hidden from them, right? You didn't want it? Good. You won't get it. And the passage, go ahead. The thing that jumps out to me here is that who want God's word? I don't know if they really want God's word of correction. They want God's word of comfort. We want to live in sin. Oh, great. Dude, there's two points. Oh, finally. (laughs) Finally. It's our second podcast. I got so caught up in getting them, I I forgot to give them. Zero. Well, I'm so happy about my points. I forgot what I just said. Oh, they don't. They really, want. They, they want. Really, they want comfort. They want God's comfort. We right. want to continue right. in our sin. Right. We want to do it our way. We want you to provide our every need. We want to have peace and prosperity and health. But we want to ignore you and continue in our sin. And that's not the way it works. No, it's not. And I got to. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to they're going to hunger and thirst for the word of God because th- they're going to realize Romans chapter 1 uh that God exists because God put it into everyone and at that point they're going to go man, I messed up bad. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the virgins in Jesus parable in Matthew, they're going to get to the door, you know, of the wedding feast in Matthew 25:11, it says this, afterward the other virgins came also saying, "Lord, Lord, open to us." But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Blown opportunity. It's too late. And they were so close, it's but too, so far it's, away. Yeah, it's too late. And, and it was God's every bit of God's intention for them to be at the wedding feast. Right. 
and to be on the team, but they weren't listening. They were just doing their thing, and they they, they were tuning God out. And they were in a prosperous place, yeah. and then the the door was closed, and it was too late. Mm-hmm. But and I that's what we're gonna see. And it's amazing, warning after warning. Old Testament, uh, Amos, New Testament, Jesus saying exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we're almost there, uh, folks. The time of the end is near. Yeah. And people say, well, how, how, how do you know that? They've been saying Jesus is coming back since he had departed. That's true because we want him to come back. But you know what? The nations were never aligned. Mm-hmm. The Jews weren't home. Right. That, those are signs. There's a multitude of things that hadn't happened yet jerusalem was not retaken the the did you look at the government of the antichrist and his right. complete control right. you've got to have uh personal identification yeah. chips. and we weren't close to that but we're there now we're there and we you right. had to have 5g mm-hmm. and you had to have uh the cloud to right. contain all this information and we're so close to one world government to control the world and globalism is here and uh, is cashless dying. society yeah and so this world has never had uh, a world famine. Yeah, we've never had the convergence. Mm-hmm. Like my hands, like out here. every I'm sorry, yeah, I'm so excited. yeah, yeah. We're gonna call you Walter. You keep that. <laughs> That's for you, Walter. Uh, Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> I think Paul. I think his were like this. My hand is big. My head is little. <laughs> Inside joke. Listen yeah. to Walter Slame. Uh, truth unbound. Truth unbound. Walter Another. Swame. Great podcast that uh, will inform you biblically. Yeah. Think about Walter. And I love that guy, man. Walter's smarter than us, and he's nicer than us. Yeah. <laughs> and he's way more articulate than us. Yes, he is. But, uh, <laughs> he's our brother. <laughs> yes. And he has adopted us. We're yeah. on the same team. Yeah, we yeah just, he helps complete I, us. He makes us look like idiots, I, and I, he looks so intelligent. I think our humor's better, though. I I'll, yeah, I'll go that. Yeah, yeah. You so. suck in the humor department, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't. But he appreciates, but I, <laughs> he appreciates ours. You know, that, that's the only strike against him. He does appreciate ours. I'm just. I love you, Walter. I'm just busting your chops. But yeah, you're not as good in the humor department. <laughs> you know, it's good to bring humor into this kind of a topic because it's tough. Because this is. It's all going to hit yeah. the fan. It is. And we're sounding a warning. It is. And we're should I cut out? You suck, Walter. <laughs> part? I'm not. I'll leave it in. He knows what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, when we're talking about a spiritual famine, Duke, the reality is, to some degree, is here today. It's here today. Pastors are abandoning sound biblical teachings. Christians are running to support what God finds as an abomination. Christians are supporting the LGBTQ. Christians are supporting the BLM uh, organization. Christians are supporting the transgender uh, line. Christians are supporting uh, the, the, you name it. I'd qualify what you say, non-biblical Christians. Biblical Christians, we can't go there. Right. Because right. God has drawn the line. Thank you. There's so two points. Not, oh, what a day. Two four, points. Four points, baby. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of this podcast. <laughs> you got seven last podcasts, so <laughs> shut up, John. <laughs> shut up. Seven to four. Yeah, that's right. We'll go there. We'll, we'll keep it. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, funny. But when you begin right. to see all these things come to pass, Jesus said, Look up. Look up. Everybody's looking out. I'm looking up. Yeah. You know, rather than telling people that they're lost, 
sinners and lost sinners in desperate need of salvation, these false teachers, false teachers are proclaiming messages of prosperity and self-esteem and political activism. Be and your best self, inch by inch, anything's yeah. a cinch, and every day yeah. is Friday. I, and I love how they, they tell biblical pastors not to get involved in politics, but then the non-biblical pastors run and do a march with BLM. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, 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 you hypocrite, you, you hypocrite. Well, since you brought up politics, here's my statement on that. I think okay. I probably said it before right. on your, on this podcast. I've definitely said it on mine. You can't ignore politics. We are in a spiritual warfare between good and evil, between God right. and Satan, and politics is the battlefield upon which this spiritual war of morality of goes. Yeah, it is fight. It is yeah. carried out on the stage of world politics. So those of you that say, "Oh, you're bringing politics into religion," no, we're bringing politics into reality. We have the Word of God prophesying to us what to expect, and it's right. all political. Because the politics dictate the direction that the Christian goes in. And so if the Christian is not a part of the politics to help get a biblical view and a biblical policy in place, then what do we do? We have same-sex marriage and we kill babies and we support things that are ungodly and same-sex marriage. Did I say same-sex marriage? Yeah, I think you did. I, I, <laughs> but while all this crap is going down, Johnny lets me use that word on his podcast. Yes, because it is. As all this is coming down, who are we? We are salt and we are light. Yep. We are watchmen on the wall. We are a, uh, a voice of prophecy. We're crying out, lift up your voice like a, pr a trumpet and show my people their sin. Yeah. And it's not popular. It's not tickling ears, but it's what God always yeah. called his mm -hmm. prophets to do. And uh, Joel seems probably not going to have us on his show, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's <know>. another point. <laughs> Seven to fives. Oh, I haven't I haven't beat Johnny in points that in a is long so time. Funny. So there you close. go. Yeah. But we're running out of time. Yeah. We only got about five or eight more minutes to yeah. score a couple more points. Yeah, I doubt you'll get there. But you have done really well. And but think about that, right? You're right. Um Osteen would never have us on the show. Ever. He would never let someone like you or me well, there's, fill his there's pulpit. Words. You, you, you know, the word repentance is a mm. big biblical word. That he never stuff. uses. Never uses. Hell. Hell never Jesus uses. talked about it all the time, mm. and he doesn't bring it up. Judgment. No, no it never uses. Re reaping what you sow. Oh, now, now he uses that. As long yeah, as it's positive, but you don't love yourself enough, John. Yeah, That's your biggest I know. sin. You know, you are. You're, let uh, me let me weep. It. But anything to do that would be the same. Anything negative. condemning, you better forget it. Yeah, yeah, sin. Yeah. You're a sinner. God doesn't love people who are unrepentant sinners. As a matter of fact, God says He detests unrepentant sinners. He hates them, the scriptures say. And it's like, you know, people say, well, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. That's not what the scriptures say. Uh, Psalm 5, 4 through 5 says that God hates the sin and the person who won't repent from it. Yeah, yeah. So what we have is These two cliches voices. make me sick. Yeah, we have two voices crying out, the voice of God and with judgment. Yeah. But... 
the sweet plan of salvation. Whosoever yeah. will may come and drink yeah. of the water of life freely. You don't have to fall into condemnation. You don't have to be judged. Right. Jesus came to take the judgment of your sin upon himself. So we're without excuse. Right. And then you have the voice of the enemy mm-hmm. uh, condemning our voice. Right. Condemning <laughs> the voice of the prophet. Don't listen to them boys. They're crazy. They don't know what they're saying. And they make, you know, they, they you know, oh, hellfire and brimstone. That's in the scriptures. Well, but here's the, here's. Here's how we know that a spiritual famine is upon us. Paul makes it clear in 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. Yes, he did. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And we live in a day, Duke, where people don't want to hear. Listen, I've said it before. I even put it up on Facebook the other day. I'm surprised I'm not in jail again. That you know, that's like people, they love science until science proves them wrong and then get rid of science. Mm-hmm. They love the scriptures until scriptures prove them wrong and then get rid of the scriptures. And they they enjoy Christians until Christians go against what they believe and then get rid of the Christians. And what are we going to do? We're going to find people who justify our sins so we can continue to live in it. And that is exactly what Paul warned us about in 2 Timothy <clears throat> That the time will come. Well, the time is here. That's a spiritual famine, Duke. And the same the beginning neg- of it. The same negativity that Joel Olstein would say comes from an evangelical, biblical, fundamental message about sin is well, when I went to church, the scriptures and the preaching mm-hmm. without apology uncovered my sin. Absolutely. And I acknowledged my sin. Then I found out Christ died for my sin, mm-hmm. and I put my faith and trust in him to pay for my sin. Yeah. And, then and he, he will when you do that. And he redeemed me yeah. from my sin. Yeah. And now he even uses the same sins of my past, the, the drug culture and all that went with that. To help others. To help others out of it. Yeah. And so when you don't deal with the sin issue, you're just really not dealing with humanity. You're not dealing with the scriptures. You're not dealing with the Savior. You're not you're dealing just, with sanity. That's a point. Thank you. That's a point. That Eight to six. <laughs> hey, I eight get to, credit work. Eight to five. Eight, eight to, to five. Eight to five. <laughs> okay. He's, he was keeping an accurate score. I thought I could slip one in on him. <laughs> but you know that's that's it, man. They're not dealing with sanity because they've been deceived by that. Satan. I mean, I'm sad, but you're so right. They're not even dealing with sanity, and then they're trying to bring the scriptures in on this to tickle people's ears and try to make the sane look crazy. Man, you almost got another point, dude. That was worth the point. Come on, come on. Okay, dude. you got it. All right, thank that's. You. But that, that's, it isn't just yeah. we're not listening. We're going to attack those right. who bring truth. Right. And, and then they reword it. Just, just pay attention, guys, to where I've seen, I've seen where the left have been so convincing in their deceit that they have the Christian questioning if what they really believe is true. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. But it's part of their, 
their scheme. And I think that's also how they've moved biblical Christians to be unbiblical. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they they start supporting. I see Christians put on Facebook all the time supporting LGBTQ. What what the crap? What are you thinking? What are you thinking that you are spitting in the face of God and you're like, oh, I'm inclusive. I'm not alienating people so I can tell them about Jesus. No, you're alienating God mm-hmm. so that you can keep ungodly people around. All right. People was, can't take God where they want him to be. He is for the he time is. will come when they, when they will not endure sound doctrine. And you people that are going against God and supporting the things of the world, you need to question your salvation. That's, for, that's real, Duke. That's real. That's what the text says. That's real. Yeah. That is real. If you're supporting them in the name of I don't want to offend them because then I, they won't come around and I won't be able to lead them to Jesus. You're not leading them to Jesus when you're supporting the sin they're living in because now they're way too comfortable and there's no reason to change. You don't comfort comfort people into salvation. You, you confront people. You convict them. You confront people yeah. uh, into salvation. Convict them with the word of God. My church reached out to me as I came in, a long-haired hippie yeah. freak, car full of drugs and dope and crime and everything. And they, they accepted me. I mean, they, they welcomed me and they confronted me. Yeah, they welcomed you, but they did not accept what you were doing exactly. as being okay. And I knew it wasn't okay. Yeah, I absolutely. Wasn't fighting and you know what? The truth is the people that are living this that we're talking about, they know it's not okay. Deep in their heart, they know because if they don't, then Romans chapter 1 is wrong. I think for Christians who fall into this weakness, they're afraid to suffer reproach for the name of Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, nobody wants to be uncomfortable. But it's part of our calling. Yea, yeah. and all of the godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. And uh, the points, the flash points today is the exclusivity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. G- neither is there salvation in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on salvation by grace and grace alone. That's always been a problem. Uh, but now you have the gender issues. You have the sexuality issues. Uh, you have even, you know, political issues where uh, Satan has formed the matrix. And if you're going to stand for God, you got to stand against yep. things. You have to. And... Uh, <sighs> There's no way the podcast is going to break out. I know, (laughs) but you know, there's no way I could have raised my girls to do right. If I didn't confront them and teach them to do right. Amen. Have the hard talks. You got to have the hard talks. You got to have the discipline. You have to have, you, you have to confront. And for you Christians who aren't stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye mm-hmm. soldiers of the cross, mm-hmm. he that warth and tangleth not himself in the cares of the world. Scripture, scripture, scripture. Don't apologize for Jesus. Stand for stand Jesus. Yeah. Stand upon the it, word of Even God. if you're the only one standing, God notices. As a matter of fact, when Stephen was being persecuted, Jesus stood. Jesus stood. Woo, that's awesome. Jesus, Jesus stood. stood. And I'm going to tell you, if you stand for Jesus, even though you feel like you're getting knocked down, Jesus stands. And one day, we're going to have to answer for everything we did and everything we didn't do when we had opportunity. Guys, I'm telling you, spiritual famine is on the way. And it's partly here. It's undeniable. We see it everywhere. We see the itching ears. We see people running to false teachers, false prophets, false whatever you want to call them. We see the Christian denying truth and standing with the lie. We see a spiritual famine in America rapidly taking over. 
You have a way to stop it. You study your Bible and you stay in prayer. I believe that is the believer's preventative medicine against spiritual famine. Tune out the weak and hang with the strong. You have to do it. Hey, guys, I hope that this podcast has helped. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.